Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joined as always is Tara. Greetings citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we watch a sci-fi movie, we talk about it. And by the time you get this episode, it'll be a bit later, but it was Tara's birthday in the last week at the time of recording. So Tara just got to pick something to do on this episode. And she selected Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. My second favorite science fiction movie of all time. This is a good year. Because <laughs> yeah. we did 2001, now we're doing 3000. Do you just like numbers in movie titles? Is that what this is? Of course. <laughs> I've made that claim many times. The third favorite movie is The Sixth Day. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a very bold choice. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, so if, if if those of you who are not familiar with Mystery Science Theater, and maybe some of you aren't because you're younger, like, you know, it's, it's entirely possible there's like some like 18 year olds listening to this who are like, what the hell is Mystery Science Theater? Well, it was a TV show. Uh, the movie came out somewhere in the middle of the TV show when it switched channels, I think. Was that correct? Am I timeline wise? Well, they were still technically on the Comedy Central. Yes. I, I think it came out between seasons six and seven, and then they, they didn't get cancelled on Comedy Central until the um, seventh season. Okay. Okay. I think like around the time the movie was coming out because they have a joke in the movie about the sci-fi channel. I know it's not. I think that's because they were just making deals with sci-fi yeah, channel. I, I suspected there was some meta commentary there uh, when they said I hope it gets a sci-fi channel. I I, I felt mm -hmm. like I was I was sensing some uh, real world joking there. Uh, so it's, it's basically uh, the premise of Mystery Science Theater 3000 is that uh, someone who is, you know, in a goofy enough plot, being trapped on a space station uh, with a couple of robots that he's built will be forced to watch bad movies by an evil scientist. And that's that's the, the goofy setup of it. In reality, what it is, is that we watch a bad movie and we have three comedians crack jokes, uh, you know, around the dialogue. It's a comedy track. But, yeah, it's or a, a commentary. It's a commentary. Yeah, it's a comedy commentary track effectively <laughs> although occasionally the silhouettes will add to the joke like they'll you know do something with their hands or they'll you know whatever but for the most part it's just the audio it's just the commentary cracking jokes uh that is the entire premise uh it went on to be also become something called riff tracks which is just without the silhouettes uh that's the more indie sort of diy version that some of them went on to do uh it did come back for a revival because of kickstarter two seasons went to netflix and the new version they're doing another kickstarter for another season that's going to be independent again uh, so it's been a long-standing thing since mm -hmm. basically 1990, give or take. Multiple hosts, multiple people playing the robots. Yep, yep. Uh, although the, the general design of the robots is always it's always been Crow and Tom Servo and uh, mm -hmm. Gypsy. Gypsy. Yeah. So they have evolved a little bit. Slight tweaks, sure, yeah. but you know the, the the gist of the idea has always been. You know, yeah. So that's the, that's the basic premise. So the weird thing about this review is that we're kind of reviewing the the wraparound segments on the space station of Mystery Science Theater, and to an extent the jokes that are being cracked during the movie. But then we're also kind of also reviewing This Island Earth, which is, is the movie in this particular movie. <laughs> like, uh, so each episode, because this is the weird thing, which I've always thought, this is the first time I've seen this, is that I've seen Mystery Science Theater 3000, the show, and each episode is them watching a movie, so I always thought, well, what difference is the movie going to be? And honestly, there's not that much of a difference, other than 
the following things. It's shorter. It's a little bit shorter, which is weird. You'd think it'd be longer. But I know. But is that they shot the Mystery Science Theater like space station stuff on film, so it looks ultra high quality if you're watching it in HD, which is really weird. Uh, it's very jarring if you've only known the show. Yeah. Uh, the big disappointment that I had is that there doesn't seem to be any version of the opening theme song in this movie. Well, there was one that was made for the the movie, but um, they use it in the end credits and it's just the inter- instrumental because they want, I guess they, I don't know who made the decision to not use the song, but instead use mm. like a 2001 opening. Yeah, I, I was kind of expecting like a big bombastic orchestral version, but I, I didn't even notice that there was a cover in the end credits because they're, they're commenting over it still. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, it doesn't really sound like the love theme, but it just... It, that that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, it's credited as the love theme. Mm. So, I, I'm going to strike a point for not having a nice big budget version of that opening. Okay, but like, so you're starting at like 15? <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll be talking about this as a mystery science theater, but we're also going to talk about the movie This Island Earth on its own, because there's no point in us ever coming back to just do a review of that movie because we're already going to say everything that we could possibly uh, say about we it. We totally will. We'll do it much later. No, we won't. There'll be nothing to there's, say. There's a ton of deleted scenes from the film. The movie's much longer than this movie. Okay, I accept... Well, that may explain some things because I have some complaints about the movie. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the lack of a lot of scenes may actually explain that. Um, okay. Or maybe one day. But I, 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 we'll see. We'll give it some time. We'll see uh so we'll see yes. i'm in charge so 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 this will be a weird review compared to normal um as tara tries to justify it being her second favorite sci-fi movie of all time <laughs> because to get my thoughts out of the way is i was obviously entertained by this this mystery science theater 3000 what's not to like there's some funny jokes uh but i do not think this is their best riff you know, I think there's several episodes I've seen of the show that are better than this movie, as far as the commentary goes, as far as the, the jokes go, and even as far as the movie itself is. Uh, there's more interesting or funny or bad movies that they've they've done. Um, so I am very curious to why this is, is particularly special to you uh, versus the show. Okay, yeah, well, I it's the first one I've ever seen, for one. Oh, okay, all right, okay, I get, I get why there's nostalgia link to that. Yeah. No. Well, it's not just that, like, my family, we grew up in Canada, and we didn't have Comedy Central, so we didn't get Mystery Science Theater, but we got HBO, and every week, HBO would play the movie of the week, and one week was Mystery Science Theater, and it looked, the trailer looked ridiculous, but like, whatever, it says it's okay for the whole family, so we all watched it as a family, and I remembered the Siskel and Ebert review for it, oddly enough, because that's the other show I watched religiously every week was Siskel and Ebert reviewing movies. And I remember them talking about this film and they gave it two thumbs up and I looked for it and it wasn't anywhere. It just sounded interesting. Um, and it didn't play anywhere near me. So I didn't go see it, but I thought the robots were cool and it was an interesting, goofy aesthetic. And um, it was like they were just going to watch a science fiction movie, which I already love. And um, 
yeah so after the movie was over like the whole family just kind of gathered around in the kitchen and we just started like reenacting all of our favorite jokes i mean we were dying of laughter it's always better to watch this type of stuff in a crowd with lots of people <laughs> it just makes it more funny so and and we were just rolling and in, in tears it was so funny and um it wasn't until later because i watched i watched the movie multiple times when it was on tv and um it wasn't until later that i realized it was called a movie because there was a tv show version <laughs> i didn't know um then my brother had found out and so i looked online for it and stuff and of course i couldn't get it um i asked my dad to order me a t-shirt from their website and i still have it it's like 20 years old <laughs> And it's of the observers, which is from the TV show, which I had no idea who they were, but I just wanted something from it. <laughs> it was the first thing I ever ordered off the internet. How exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, when that year, that same year, my folks were like, hey, we're moving to California. We're going to be able to go to Disneyland all the time. And all that, though, that was great. My first thought was I'm going to be able to watch <laughs> Mystery Science Theater because I'll get the sci-fi channel. <laughs> yeah. But I love this one. I think this one is very easy to like for new people to, you know, dip their toes into this type of comedy and this type of movie watching. Um, I think the jokes are a lot more tame, even though they have some language in this one that you wouldn't hear in the TV show. Um. I think they're not really like political jokes. I mean, there's a couple maybe like references, like once John Sununu, I guess that's kind of a political joke. Um, and then, but there's not a lot of inside jokes either. It's more so just like, I don't know. It's fun. It's a fun movie that even if you don't know the show, it's an easy way to like, just watch it for the first time like if someone told me they never watched mystery science theater but they were curious about it i would probably lend them this my copy of the movie before any of the episodes okay okay um yeah i i obviously had a fun time with it i enjoyed mystery science theater but like i say it's just not particularly anything more special than any of the episodes in fact i would say that i like it you know a good chunk of the episodes more from what i've seen um, oh sure i mean i've since have found my favorite episodes and they are you know i would list this one somewhere you know upper middle in my in my tier of mystery science theater sure but it is special you know it has like has all the big sets you get to see more of the satellite of love <laughs> it's got like decent effects for you know the backdrop of earth and space and decent compared, movie. decent compared to the show i don't know if they hold up compared to other movies but decent compared to the show for sure i mean seeing the satellite of love like on a bigger budget was kind of cool like the outside of it the exterior what, what got me is the 5.1 soundtrack that it has now obviously it wasn't released with this but the 5.1 soundtrack that it has now my subwoofer actually rumbled as the ship went past at the start and i went mm -hmm. this is weird why has mr science theater got <laughs> like surround sound this is this is odd <laughs> This yeah, is, this is not how it's supposed to work. 
What's funny is that the new Mystery Science Theater uh, that went and ended up going to Netflix for two seasons, and obviously there's going to be more of it now because obviously now things are made for widescreen, unlike the on the old days when when all the original show was made. Is that this movie actually looks more like the new show than it does the original show, uh, mm-hmm. which is just kind of an interesting tidbit, uh, be- because of uh, the format of film versus the format of of what TV I was think, at the time. I think the new show is still like. Like quality wise, sure, it looks like this one, but mm. the new show really tries to hold on to that, you know, that other, like the, the Dr. Forrester years of the show. I think it's trying to harness that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I just mean in terms of the, how it looks, like how, uh, you know, how it, it feels in terms of visual quality. The fact that the movies are in actual widescreen and the yeah, the, there's the, a lot more seats. The, yeah, the row of seats <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> it goes on a bit further, um, which is nice. So, yeah, it's odd that it's a bit shorter. Uh, I as uh, as far as jokes go, yeah, the jokes are are good. Uh, for the I mean, the, as with any mystery science theater, there there are good jokes, there are decent jokes, there are okay jokes. There's there's a couple of duds. There's some that don't you know make any sort of reaction I, I tend to like when they have some sort of running joke that will pay off later that i don't think it's that funny at first like when they first go into the spaceship in the movie someone jokes that the main chair you know the captain's shows the toilet seat right like, mm-hmm. oh, the, the toilet seat's right in the middle of the, the command deck that's a bold choice and it was like a vaguely amusing line but later on in the movie when one of the aliens is helping the humans is injured and they come stumbling back into that alien ship and he kind of like sits on that same chair and one of them goes, oh, finally, I've been waiting for this all day. Like, that made it really funny. And yellow. <laughs> yeah. That made it really funny. It was a really good payoff yeah. to uh, that. Um, I, I think on a per- sometimes some of the jokes are funnier because of a personal thing rather than because of the, the writing of the jokes. Uh, I laughed a lot more hysterically at a joke in the first, like, 30 seconds of the of the movie because it's us watching it. Because there was a joke that started off as a Star Trek joke, but turned into Babylon Five, and I thought that was really funny, given that we were reviewing <laughs> Babylon Five, and you're a big Star Trek fan. <laughs> so yeah. I got a chuckle out of that. It's the first time I've watched it since I've watched Babylon Five. Yeah, yeah. Did you remember that joke? Was that something you knew was coming, or was it like, oh, oh, I know every single line <laughs> in this film. See, that's <laughs> that's that's the disadvantage I have here is that. When I watch a Mr. Science Theater and I've only seen it the once, I'll remember like I'll I'll remember maybe ten percent of the jokes, if that sure. because it's a lot to take in. But you've rewatched them so many times that you you, you remember every well, other joke. This came out in the age where I was just glued to yeah. whatever movie like I liked, I became obsessed with. Yeah, I get no, I get it. I was the same. Yeah. I, I remember taping Ghostbusters 2 off TV and watching it like eight times in a week. Because whenever mm-hmm. I taped a new movie off TV, that's what I did. I'd watch it over and over again. Never got tired of it. Yeah. 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 I did that with Jaws, The Graduate. <laughs> For some reason, that movie spoke to me. <laughs> I like the soundtrack. Uh, sure. Uh, Speaking of, Saturday Night Fever was one of them, too. There you go. Um, and, you know, um, that's... That's basically yeah. I, I I don't know if there's any. I mean, obviously, if there's any jokes you want to highlight as we talk about the Island Earth, because that, that might spark your you know your memory of particular jokes. Mm-hmm. This Island Earth, which I have seen the full version of this a long time ago, but it, it was so long ago that I didn't really remember it. Like, I, if you'd asked me the plot of this Island Earth before we watched this, I couldn't have told you what it was, even though I know I've seen it. Yeah. Um, because it's not that good a movie. It's a very 
mediocre 50s sci-fi movie. People were really upset that they chose to do this movie for their their theatrical release. They thought it was too much of a classic that, you know, the Mike Nelson and his robot pals were going to riff on something that they loved and they should have picked a worse mo- movie. But I think it's just about right. <laughs> like it's a, it's good when I think it's better when you're able to follow the the plot of the movie. I think those lead to better episodes. Like Mitchell's a really good one. I think Werewolf's a great one. Because it's not like Monster Go-Go or even like Manos, which is a good episode. But like some of them are, are truly painful to sit through, even with the commentary <laughs> track going on. Um, just because like I just need to get through this movie. I'm getting so like drained trying to keep up with what's happening. I would say... I would say it's just a vaguely disappointing choice for their big movie showcase. Not because... Because I don't think the movie's that good. I, I think it's a pretty average to mediocre 50 sci-fi. Because I, I bought... The I reason why it's I, pretty good. The, no, the reason why I saw this years ago is because I bought a DVD box set and it was like a you know classic 50 sci-fi box set. Mm-hmm. And it was like five good movies and then This Island Earth was like the sixth one. It was like the... Oh, this makes up the numbers a little bit. But it was clearly the one that was the least respected out of the whole box set. Um, right. Well, it's not like it's not like a movie that's saying something like um, the day that Earth stood still or something. It, it's just very much a let's have a fun. What if aliens came to Earth and wanted our scientists to you, you save s- their planet? You say that, but it wasn't the day the Earth stood still. It was in the box set. It was other schlocky things, but they were much better. It was like stuff like Tarantula or. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Man, like just fun movies that were really well done. And I remember enjoying yeah. every other movie in that box set. I don't remember enjoying The Cell and Earth. I remember that, just thinking that was a bit... Even The Mutant? Even The Mutant, yes. <laughs> the Mutant. <laughs> uh, but that, anyway, the, the point I was getting at is that I think it's a little disappointing that this is the movie they picked, not because it's too good, because it's not. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> no, uh, it's not too good. Right? It's good enough. But... It's all disappointing because it's also not, like, iconically bad or disastrously bad. Like, I feel like, see if you were doing Mystery Science Theater now, like, it would be The Room. They'd have to do The Room. Like, just by default, that's the first thing you'd have to do. (laughs) That's your big showcase. That's your, you know what, if you're going to do Mystery Science Theater, if you're going to do Proof of Concept, they watch a bad movie and they crack jokes, you do The Room. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or maybe you do... You know, the sequel would be Birdemic, and then the, the third one might be Samurai Cop. Like, you would pick the the crown jewels of the bad movies, which admittedly are pretty funny on their own, just because they're that funny bad, but mm-hmm. you, you know, so this, by its nature, is kind of like, oh, it's just kind of... Yeah, but, I mean, I get it, but, you know, as someone who's seen, like, every single episode of the show... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain movies that just don't lend themselves very well to a 90 minute episode that you have to sit through. And one of them is characters. And I think the characters in this film are very easy to spoof. They're very easy to keep track of. Um, they have running gags that are hilarious. And I think, I think that is the big difference also, which makes this a good movie for them to do for the theater. But you you don't think there's another exa- another movie that could tick those boxes that is better fit than the cylinder? 
Well, I mean... Oh, also, also, before some smarter says, I know all the suggestions I picked were all post-Mystery Science Theater. That's why I said if they were doing it today. Yeah, there's definitely a riff tracks for all of this. Oh, no doubt. Of course there is. <laughs> or uh, riff tracks live. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But uh, that's... You know, it's fine. It's, it's There's nothing special about it, though. There's nothing... It, admittedly, when they were making Mystery Science Theater, I don't know if movies had the reputations they do today. Like, today... Mm-hmm. I mean, Samurai Cop would have been a possibility, I suppose, because that did exist, uh, the, the, the examples I gave there. Um, but, like, today, there's a lot of movies that do have that, that reputation. And Manos, The Hands of Fate is one. I, I mean, I don't know when they did their episode on Manos, The Hands of Fate, did that already have that reputation? Or did Mystery Science Theater doing that movie... Give man the think, hands of fate. I the think Mystery Science Theater elevated it to a new crowd where it became yeah. like, okay, move aside, Ed Wood. This is our new, I don't remember his name, but like, this is the new worst director. <laughs> and then Zack Snyder came into the, the, the free. I agree. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, to use Ed Wood as an example, they've done films by Ed Wood in Mystery Science Theater, and even those are like hard to sit through. And like you, you get kind of burnt out, but I think, you know, I do think this Islander that has the characters, there's not that many of them and they all are very distinct and easy to make fun of. And it looks good. Like it's colorful. It's got an interesting alien world and it's got special effects and it's got mutants. <laughs> like it's, I think it's like just the right era where it kind of, is on this line of is it a classic or is it just kind of no. <laughs> dumb? No, it's just, it's, it's not. There's no question. It's not a classic. It's it's just a mediocre movie from the fifties. Yeah, but like people remember it. You know, they watched it on TV and they have memories uh, of it. So that, it could be a that classic. Doesn't some. mean thing. Although interestingly, in that that speech towards the start of it, you answered effectively my question. Plan Nine from Outer Space. That's the, that was the that, that's the movie. No, I that, have watched the, well. If you get the, the, the DVD or Blu-ray of Planet Nine, it has the commentary track from Mike Nelson. Sure. And although at the movie, Edwin makes it look like it's a very watchable bad movie, it's still very hard to watch. No, but that's just what I'm saying, though, is that that's the one that probably had the reputation at the time that it would have felt like, of course, that's what the movie's going to be. It's going to be Planet Nine from Outer Space, finally, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, I think that's maybe yeah. what a fan base would have expected is something special like that where, oh they're finally doing that one that we know like is is ripe for that that, that has well, a rip to, you know lots of fans were upset that they didn't you know pick a movie like that instead yeah. they went with this island earth well yeah that's kind of my point is i, I get that disappointment because you're they've got one chance to kind of capture a bigger audience because they're going to be mm-hmm. in movie theaters and new people are going to try it uh and and maybe it is right to do something that's a bit in the blander side because it's just more of a it's like because maybe more episodes of the show are taking a bland movie and making it funny because there are commentaries there, rather than taking something that's already, even if, I mean, I don't think Plan 9 is actually, it's not like The Room, because The the Room is actually entertaining to watch, right? Because The the Room (laughs) is actually a funny movie to sit through. If you've got friends, you you don't need a riff tracks for it. You can just watch it, and it's hilarious. Um, Although the oh hi gun barrel joke at the end is pretty hilarious. And riff tracks, yeah, for the room. I've not heard the riff track. I don't know. You, can, you have to tell me that. <laughs> you can imagine where, where it fits in. Oh, hi, gun barrel. <laughs> I, I think there's a danger with the room, though. Uh, with that, where 
you could effectively crack an oh hi something joke in every single scene so you have to restrain oh, yourself oh they do <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't have to maybe it works with i don't know i've not listened to it's the pretty tracks. good like, it's it's not my favorite riff tracks but like it enhances the movie i mean I, te- seen it. I technically only listened to my first riff tracks last week but only because I I always felt like I've not I've not watched all of Mystery Science Theater yet. I'll save the riff tracks until I've done, done that. It's not. Like... <laughs> <laughs> There's no story behind riff tracks. I know, but I like to do things in order. It's this the what riff tracks did you watch? Icebreaker. Oh yeah, that was you funny. Know this. We, we we were we were quoting lines the next day back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Timeshare. Timeshare. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Bruce Campbell, Sean Astin, and uh, Stacey uh, Keach. So it says, from 2000, it is a terrible diehard knockoff at a ski, ski resort. But, Rift Tracks version, not bad. It's on Tubi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of Rift Tracks movies on Tubi. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of them. Tubi is the best free movie watching app. <laughs> 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 Number one. Yeah. Uh, actually, they, what, what, they have some episodes of Mystery Science Theater also. What's funny is I noticed, because obviously Mr. Science Theater is, is quite famous for them saying, yeah, share your tapes, you know, pirate it around, basically, because we want people to just see the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, what I thought was funny about the end of that riff tracks is that there's a little note at the end uh, with, you know, Mike or whoever saying, mm-hmm. um, if, you know, if you saw this somewhere other on our website, you know, think you know consider going over and donating a couple of dollars to help it go keep going. But, you know, thanks for enjoying. Like, and I guess that that still works in the context of finding it on something like Tubi where it's officially there, yeah. but it also kind of feels like it's like, yeah, we know people are going to pirate it. If you pirate it, I hope you enjoyed it, but you know, go, and, go and throw a dollar or two our <laughs> way. Just to, yeah. It was, I don't know. It felt very genuine uh, ver- yeah. versus um, buying a, a $40 special edition Blu-ray that opens with a piracy is a crime. Why are you telling me this? You I bought your desk. I, I bought your desk. <laughs> I'm the person who gave you the money. You don't have to educate me on this. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Uh, so we should want to talk about this, this Alan Darth, right? Which I've made it clear that I think it's a mediocre movie. <laughs> now, admittedly, missing scenes could explain some of my my uh, annoyances. There's, there's, yeah, there's... there's some things that are further explored. Definitely. Mm. So the um... gist of this movie is that we've got a hotshot uh, engineer pilot man who... With a voice made of melted butter. <laughs> with, with, a, with a voice that is so Hollywood and fake sounding <laughs> that is that's unreal do you think it's fake well no, when i say fake i mean he's definitely practiced this he's de- he's definitely trying yeah. to put on the the leading man know. voice there, i mean honestly there are some times where they're doing their fake their fake cow voice where it just blends in so well to his <laughs> voice that maybe it is fake maybe <laughs> I don't think that's Maybe his natural voice. I think he's he's got an, he's got his performance voice that he's using, yeah, in, in that scene it or in that movie. Deep, yes. Uh, so he has a, like a friend character who just disappears after the opening act of the movie, but they get him. Mis- well, he has like a weird incident in a plane where he's flying his plane and it turns green, uh, and then he lands, uh, and the plane should have like, just like crashed, but obviously this this green beam of light. Like guided him down and helped him out, but they get a mysterious package, which is a book, which he says in dialogue. This isn't paper. This is some kind of thin metal. 
which I do recall one of the uh, commenters just going, no, no, so that's paper. And it is, it's paper. Like, there's, 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 it's not like they made a prop where it looks like thicker paper. It looks like it's it's got like a funny, like, like see if they'd made like a book where they'd use like a material for the paper where mm-hmm. it kind of like had like a foldable quality that would completely like spring back out or so, like something to make it look unique or different. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was. It's literally just like a textbook. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is after the the metal breakfast pastry saga. Back when you know science didn't have to have any particular purpose, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just doing some experiment yes. by heating up a, a metal box inside of a toaster. Oh, that was uh, that was one of my favorite jokes because that went on for a while. But they were they had this big yeah. weird like metal grintus, and it, it looked vaguely toaster esque. So it became a joke Start about... Start warming the syrup. Yeah, this is about his waffle. And then it catches on fire. <laughs> no, what's hilarious my waffle! Is, what's hilarious is that there's actually um, a deleted scene right after where they get those little beads in the mail and he's saying, and uh, the wormy guy says to Cal that, hey, um, I tested these and, you know, it has an output energy of, you know, something off the scale. And so Cal, like, goes to test it also and it also explodes, so he just keeps, like, setting all of his experiments on fire for the first time we meet him in his laboratory. And the aliens want him to help with yeah, their, their Yeah, problem? he's the best. That's weird, yeah. Okay. Number so, one in his field. So, the, the first book was a set of instructions. Oh, the first delivery, sorry. And then there's a delivery, like, the next day or whatever, with just tons of crates with parts. And it's like a test to see if he can build, follow the instructions and build this thing, which turns out to basically be a very big iPhone. It's an interocitor. <laughs> interocitor, yes. But it's a video call device of which mm-hmm. the, the aliens who are basically just have big foreheads. That's their entire alien characteristic. That's their shtick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, this was a test. Uh, we need you to come and join our science team. There'll be a plane on a runway tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Come and, come and board. So the so the little like wormy best friend scientist man he just disappears from this movie after he takes off in the plane, and the plane self drives drives flies self flies self pilots. I like the joke of I'm your pilot Claude Rains. You you hear you point out the jokes because I'm not going to remember all these but that was a good joke. Oh yeah, I know them all. Uh, and uh, it turns out they just go to some random state. It wasn't it wasn't like they go to like a, another planet. And there's so so maybe maybe the full version of the movie explains this better, but I didn't really get the point of him like so he meets the love interest effectively who's another scientist, mm-hmm. and he's like oh I know you you know we we were together as as kids and we had this backstory together and she's like no I don't remember let's um, go swimming in the little river shrinky day and she's like I'm sorry I think you've got me confused with someone else I I never quite understood this because it never really felt like it resolved it. Right. I think that is part of the deleted scenes where he, they she kind of explains why she needs to not let it be known that they know each other. Okay. Because part of my big complaint in the movie as far as like, the plot setup goes, because so far it's like, fine, it's doing whatever it does. I, I, I like the idea of like getting all these mystery parts and having to build a device which then leads to like the next thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but so he's introduced to like their compound, which is mostly just other scientists with a couple of these aliens walking around. Um, in fact, one of my favorite jokes is when they're all having dinner, and the alien uh, says, "Oh, 
you know, what do you think of your Mozart? You know, is, is you're saying you, you know, is you, you're, yeah. you're of your earth, of your music, and the guys just keep saying, he's like, I'm not an alien. I know, right? I'm not an alien. No, no aliens here. <laughs> That's definitely one of the best running jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Indeed, but, I'm not an alien. So there's a there's another guy who sort of like talks to them, and they end up going to the lab. And do you know who he is? I, I mean, rec- they make a bunch of jokes about it, but we have definitely seen him in two episodes of The Twilight Zone. I recognize his face, yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't he's have the, told he's you. He's the professor from Gilligan's Island, which I know you don't know because we talked about it during The Twilight Zone reviews. Yes, okay. <laughs> but that's why they kept making jokes about, like, you built this car entirely out of bamboo, huh? <laughs> ah, see, that, those those jokes fell flat for me. I didn't get that yeah. joke. That's, that's fair. I can't believe you never watched Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I guess Island was not a hit in the UK, okay? <laughs> no one watched Gilligan's Island. That's so strange. And I'm pretty sure Saturday Night Live is never broadcast here either, to this day. So. Th- those are two completely different American shows. I know, but it's the other one that I always think of when people talk about Saturday Night Live. I'm like, that's literally never been broadcast here. I, I just don't think it has. Well, you guys probably never got Mystery Science Theater also. I didn't get it in Canada. That's not very far from the States. It may have been on a sci-fi channel growing up. I just never caught it. Because we did have the sci-fi channel. <laughs> it did exist in the UK. Oh, okay. So, We possible. didn't have it when I was a kid. Uh, I don't remember it ever been on, but it's possible that it wasn't. Because you don't meet a lot of UK Mystery Science Theater fans, I don't think. So yeah, it probably didn't air here. It was back. only on, when I watched it, which wasn't until season eight, on the sci-fi channel. It wasn't on until Sunday mornings. So mm. Sunday mornings was always Mystery Science Theater day for the family. Except for my mom, because she actually liked the movies. <laughs> She watched like all those movies growing up, so she's like, I don't like it when they talk over it. <laughs> um, yeah, what was the point <laughs> I was getting to? Okay, so yeah, so that, that's third guy, or second guy rather, third, third character. So we got a little trio. Uh, it doesn't last long the way he ends up dying in a car explosion pretty soon. But uh, this is where the movie kind of like confused me a little bit. And again, maybe this is just because the scene's missing, but I got really confused because immediately I wasn't clear if like they're all under duress and they're, they're planning an escape. Or they still kind of believe they're doing something good here with the aliens, or if they feel trapped. Like I, I it was, it was giving me really mixed messages. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's a whole part here where the aliens are kind of watching them on a security camera, effectively, and they realize they're being watched, so they start like speaking in code again. And I'm like, wait, are they just under that much duress? Like this, this does feel like a prison to them. I don't know if the scenes I got in this version, at least, made that completely clear to me. I was a little mixed on it. Yeah, so that's definitely what's happening, is that Ruth and Steve are trying to tell Cal in secret that if this seems all too good to be true, it's because it is. We've already tried to escape, essentially, like, unnoticed, and there's no way out, essentially, for them. It it did feel like there were were parts missing in this, like, line of thinking. Like, I I essentially got the gist of it. Yeah. But it felt there were steps being taken out, and maybe that is just because the scene's missing. Uh, So they tried to escape in the car, and... Something that happens here when when the aliens like grab the car that they're all sitting in front in the front seat. See, I would make fun of that, but I feel like lots of movies do this, especially from this time yeah. period. They love to like that. See, see, as someone from the UK, right? I have never seen a car where you can sit in the middle in the front. That just doesn't exist here. Yeah, they're like bench seats. Yeah, th- that's where the gear stick goes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but these old cars, I mean, that's... There was always a middle seat. See these American cars with the gear sticks, like, behind the wheel? (laughs) That's not a thing. I've never seen that in real life. (laughs) Right. Well, new cars don't don't have a bench seat in the front. They don't have a middle seat in the front. But they... Unless you have a truck. 
Sure. Anyway, just the observation here. That cultural observation. Well, it's uh, a funny joke in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but w- the movie kind of glosses over something here because obviously there's like the, the main alien ends up being kind of someone who wants to help them and tries to help them escape later on in the movie. Is it just me or does it kind of gloss over the fact that he was okay with like blowing up the building with all the other scientists in it when they leave? Yeah, so he he gets a call from the monitor, which I guess is the name of his leader or whoever's in charge. That's a, of that's him. a, that's a DC Comics character, I think you'll find. Okay. <laughs> so he gets a call from the DC character guy, and they're like, "Okay, we're running out of time. Just take your best scientist and get back over to Metaluna." And so, yeah, they they have to destroy all the evidence. And he asks him, like, can we just let them go? Like, just give them the brain scramblies and release them before we do that. They're like, there's no time for that. Just kill them. Just take your best. So he's still, like, following orders, but he tries to to release or tries to do something, at least so they don't die. There's that. Yeah. But anyway, so they, they get taken... Uh, and, and they try to leave it by via the little plane because, you know, as established, their main character is a pilot. Uh, but mm-hmm. they get beamed into their flying saucer, which I'll be honest, as it was flying around, looked more like a cowboy hat that was mm-hmm. bobbing around. Yeehaw! Yep. Uh, <laughs> and they get taken to their planet. There's some exposition on the ship. And this is the weird thing because this is obviously only 75 minutes. The original movie is 85 minutes. So if you, if you take into consideration, there's 10 minutes less, but there's also what, like, at least 10 minutes of, like, stuff that's not the movie in this Mr. Science Theater yeah. version. So you're probably looking at, like, 20 minutes, give or take, that were cut from the original version. Um, yeah. But the pacing of this 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 version, at least, is super weird because this is, like, quite far into this movie at this point. You know, you're quite far into the runtime, you know, percentage-wise, when you get to this point. So there's not actually a lot of time to do this stuff on the planet when you get there, but it turns out they take them to the, their planet, which is, and the reason why they want all these, like, people who can make neutrons and, like, uh, nuclear energy and stuff is because they've got this big planet shield that's blocking all these, like, meteors and asteroids that are constantly hitting the planet and the mm-hmm. their dire new defense. Although very quickly the, the villainous one's like, and we're going to take over Earth and move there instead. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going with plan B. Yeah. I think maybe that's part of the reason why I think this movie is just okay is that some of the motivations from the aliens seems to flip. Like we we just we barely learn of like the the first motivation, or the first yeah. plan before it just kind of flips almost immediately. Everything feels like very wishy washy and just kind of like ah, just as quickly as possible to go through the adventure. Because but they're, they're practically there for a minute before they're trying to like escape and at least yeah. about running away. Yeah, and get... it's it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Like okay, you guys are here. You made it to another planet. Now it's time to go home. <laughs> yes, and you know, run for your life. Uh, so the main alien did sort of helps them get back, and they have to deal with uh, a couple of mutants like on the way, then on the ship. Uh, <laughs> they wear slacks. Yes, they they have this these tubes they have to go into because it like, changes their physiology to like withstand the different atmospheres between Earth. So they have to go back into it to get ready again for Earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. There's the some end. good jokes about farting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the mutants, like, you know, and it's actually what what it's this is a, it's a good joke in the movie, but it's actually funny on its own because I was already like in my head thinking this was stupid. Mm-hmm. Is that so? So the woman, the love interest character, 
like her tube opens up and she ends up having to run away from this mutant and they kind of said that it was dying anyway but it gets back up and starts chasing around so then our main hero like his tube starts to open he's getting ready he runs out and but before he can even get to her the mutant just like kills over and dies so, so, so she was never really in any danger and uh-huh. he just he gets to her after this like Oh, I'm glad there was a whole dramatic scene of him trying to get out of his tube and like just getting yeah. there in the nick of time for no reason. Thank God I saved you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that that was one of those jokes where they, they made the obvious joke because like, yeah, this is exactly what the scene just did. It was pointless. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so that stuck out to me. Uh, the movie ends super quick as well. Like, they, they, they like leave the saucer in their little biplane and they're back on Earth, and they're just happy to be on Earth. Like, we'll, we'll get him reuniting with his friend from the lab or anything like that. It just, that's the last we see of them. And then the the, the alien who's dying because he got shot, like, along the way. His he's, liver's hanging out. He just... He got pinched by the mutant. Yeah, he, he just, uh, raids the saucer into the sunset, basically, as he's dying. Um... And that's, that's, that's the movie. It's, it's, there's not a lot to it. It's, it's a very thin... Like there's no themes to really talk about. There's a couple of, I, I do like that okay. the uh, the forehead aliens. Uh, some of the the sort of red shirty ones like wear these clear helmets mm-hmm. for no reason other than it just looks kind of goofy and sci-fi, I guess. Yeah, doesn't really hide their foreheads. No, but they're proud of the forehead. I I assume the foreheads in the societies like you know guys try to keep your dick sizes they're all really proud of the foreheads <laughs> like mm-hmm. look at my mammoth forehead my forehead's bigger than yours yeah otherwise it would be like a, a baseball cap that they wear yes yes hey maybe i don't know maybe something like that would work though maybe maybe if you get like a baseball cap but it's like again it's clear and you've got like a you've got like the <laughs> the measurement at the side so the hat measures their forehead though so you can clearly see how big their forehead is at all times <laughs> point of pride all right usually baseball caps are used to cover up in embarrassing foreheads yeah but i'm, I'm thinking you know you have the, the cap come out but you have a clear thing and you have like a measurement <laughs> you have like a yeah yeah i get it <laughs> no okay go on it's, the... <laughs> it's okay. hard to follow up with mike nelson and his robot pals it's all right <laughs> All right, fine. You didn't like my dumb joke. We can move on. That's it. It's not the movie's not that, that interesting or deep. That's all I got yeah. for you. Yeah, I agree. It's not like I don't know if it's really a classic. I know we've already had this conversation, and you think it clearly isn't. But it's people not. do know this movie. Like my mother knows the film because she watched it on TV many times. Well, Before she's Mystery old, Science Theater. She's an older though, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's older than me by about 20-something years, but... <laughs> an older, yes. <laughs> she's... Yeah, she just grew up with lots of monster movies. She she recognizes a lot of the Mystery Science Theater movies, actually. But, you know, I think, you know, my father knows it too, and he was uh, just liked sci-fi as a kid. I guess people know this film. It's not like, I don't know, The Crawling Eye or something. Like what the hell is that? Yeah, but I see people. People know. I don't know what do people know from these days that people know Independence Day, but and some people do think of that movie fondly. But you know, going back and watching it again, it's like, ah, you know what? It's not actually that good. (laughs) Sure, but would you say it's a classic? 
No. From the 90s? I wouldn't say it's a classic. I'd say so. people of that generation have some nostalgia for it because they saw it at a young age, but I wouldn't say it's a classic. That, that does not make a classic movie. All right. Jurassic Park is a classic from the 90s. No, that's a good movie. <laughs> Classics you can are- have classic, classic films that aren't good. <laughs> no, well, it depends on the context of how you say it. If you're just using classic to mean old, then sure, it's just everything before a certain date, well, effectively. Well, not just, not just old, but, but like something that represents the time. But no, or, but when you, you know. say something is a classic, you're giving it a prestige. You're giving it a... a, a, a it does mean quality. It's not just anything from... Okay. I think this island Earth has some quality to it, especially if you compare it to other science fiction films from that time. But there's also all the good ones that this does not compare to. <laughs> there are some that are better, yeah. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> much, much But like better. that alien design I've I've known for a long time, even before Mystery Science Theater. Not the alien, I just the, the mutant. The mutant. Like that's a popular Halloween mask. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh right. You know, you got the big foreheads, and you have main characters who don't really have any kind of arc or much of a story. Which I mean, maybe I'm asking for. I mean, keep in mind here. And right now, I'm not critiquing it as a choice for Mystery Science Theater. I, I sort of mm-hmm. give my reasons why I don't necessarily think it's the. I mean, it's all it's an all right choice for Mystery Science Theater. Uh, right now, I'm just critiquing it as a movie on its own. Right now, I'm not critiquing it as because obviously I don't care about that as a choice for Mr. Science Theater. Of course, most of the movies they cover don't have good character arcs. I don't expect good character arcs in the movies picked for Mr. Science Theater. I, I, I'm merely critiquing the Cell and Earth on its own right now. Mm-hmm. So I want to make that clear. Yeah. Before, okay. Because I can, I can just see the comment. I can see the comment. Oh, well, you want good arcs in Mr. No, no, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> But we, there's only so much conversation we can have about the Mr. Science Theater part. We have to talk about the movie on its own, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's very mediocre. No, but not without any charm. I'm not saying there's no charm to it. Uh, I, I think I think it gets worse as it goes, though. I, I think it's more interesting early on when it's like, oh, it's a bit of mystery. Okay, who's sending them these packages? Uh, I do like the character of Exeter a lot. Ah, sure. He's he's the main alien. Yeah. He's probably he's probably the most interesting one. I know he's the oh, main yeah, alien. Sure. But don't <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't have remembered the name. You've never used his name so far. Yes, but as soon as you said that I knew who you were talking, I just couldn't remember it to say it. Okay. But you know, as soon as you say it, you know, I get it. I saw you searching. <laughs> searching the back of your mind. Exeter, Exeter. I wasn't searching. She I must mean the main alien. I wasn't searching Breck. for who it was. I was searching for do I agree with this or am I about to shit all over it? <laughs> and I came down to he is the most interesting character. I can see why you like him. Okay. I don't feel strongly about him, but I can see why you like him. I do like the movie The Silent Earth. I don't think it's, you know, particularly great, of course. And it's easy to make fun of for lots of reasons. But I think, you know, we watch a lot of movies and I've seen a lot of bad movies. I've, I've, I know what they look like. I think the unaltered version of the film is still pretty decent for the time it came out in. Okay. Um, I don't think I have a desire to ever watch the full version again and talk about it. <laughs> well, we will. How? We've not even made an hour and we talked about the movie plus Mystery Science Theater in general. We for haven't a... talked about any of the host segments. <laughs> 
Okay, we all enjoy talking about the whole segments. Okay. Well, well, so far we just talked about the movie, and I've interjected the jokes that went along with it. Oh, well, let's talk about the whole segments then. <laughs> uh, because there's no ad breaks, they sort of like try to get, at least with the first one, they get a lot of creative where they, they have the film burn out and it cuts to Forrester, like, you know, setting the projector yeah, on like, fire. His tie is stuck into the yeah. projection. <laughs> yeah. I did appreciate the joke at the start as well, actually, where. Uh, Crow's trying to just dig his way to Earth and doesn't understand mm-hmm. space, and then they literally just fix it by. Well, first of all, of course, Tom Servo ends up covering it himself, but Mike, as a permanent fixture, just like puts like a bowl where the hole is. Is <laughs> 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 <As>, if <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. Oh. Just duct tape it down, maybe just so it doesn't. Yeah, move the bowl's slightly bigger than the hole. It's fine. That's science, right? That's how space works. <laughs> you can hear a little like squeaky sound of air escaping still. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they're fine. Gypsy will fix it off off screen. Sure, sure. Yes, Gypsy, the unsung hero of, of the. Yeah, there's actually a deleted scene, a deleted host segment, where because you know in this first one Mike has to save the bots, but in the the one that gets deleted, which happens during, the, like they. I think around the time of the asteroids in the actual film when they're like dodging an asteroid because it happens during an asteroid field that the satellite love goes into and so they have to like take cover and Mike is losing oxygen so the bots have to save Mike this time it's like reversed Mm. and he runs out of air and one of the things (laughs) it's pretty funny is uh Gypsy has to revive him so she just like swallows his head whole and says the breath of life and like brings him back to life by giving him oxygen <laughs> after the I, other bots like do things to to stop the the air from escaping i did feel there was less segments than i thought you mm-hmm. know and there was only three yeah I that's think. all studio stuff like yeah. there's a lot of like behind the scenes you know not so nice stories like, like um, i was expecting one every 15 minutes but i felt like there was only two or three total like that actually interrupted yeah. the movie yeah there's only two that happened during the film there was a third one and that one was cut out and there was an alternate ending also the blu-ray has the deleted scenes that you can watch and um but there's a lot of studio interference just like all things and they actually um parodied their experience working with the studio um in one of the episodes in season seven for the incredible melting man i believe do you know i actually own that movie on blu-ray mm-hmm. without mystery science Theater, just the movie i just own the movie i think you brought it up already <laughs> <laughs> that's a bonus movie for sure at some point uh oh yeah totally melting man. I'm, de- I'm definitely there for doing that as a bonus episode i also own that movie on dvd but with- mystery science Theater. yes yes but with the, the commentary <laughs> But you don't get to watch that version when we do the review. You have to watch the vanilla full movie. Well, I'll just watch both. You can watch both as you are, but you're watching the... I've already seen it, so... (laughs) It doesn't doesn't matter. Have you seen it vanilla? Have you seen it without the commentary? I will watch it vanilla, but it doesn't matter if I watch it Mystery Science Theater again. No, it doesn't, no. But the important part is you watch the unedited, uncut. Right, I'll do that. Extravaganza. Um, Right. So. Just like this doesn't count as a This Island Earth review. Because it's a mystery science theater. But review. how much more are we going to have to say about <laughs> it? Like, really? <laughs> we'll wait like a year or so. 
longer than a year. Uh, Tell you what. We'll see if we last that long. Tell you what, when you hit a certain age, we'll uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll do this with Ellen Derrick as a standalone review. This is my show. I'll decide when we do it. (laughs) Tune in next week. Oh, next week we got we got something more fun to do next week. That is not true. It is totally true. I'm looking forward to next week's movie. Yes, yeah, so I think it's unfortunate that because of the studio being like, you need to cut some more stuff out. Like, I think originally it was going to be a much longer movie, at least 90 minutes, like the, the TV show is, and have a one more host segment and a different ending. Yeah, I but, feel like because it's a movie, and I'm almost surprised that net, the Netflix seasons as well didn't do this because there's obviously not, you know, channel time constraints mm-hmm. is that surely the movie was a chance to you know let's do like a two-hour movie and with the segments it'll be like two and a half hours long but that's okay. it's a movie though it's okay it doesn't have to yeah. be so the fact that it's shorter than like a regular episode is really weird yeah it's definitely noticeable yeah it's very very odd um so yeah so yeah i guess they just like the format of keeping it tight and think that maybe it's just too it's too hard to sustain it for like a, a longer period but there's definitely some movies that warrant doing the full movie, whether if, even if it's a two-hour movie, just because it's so insane or so whatever. Oh sure. I'm just I'm looking forward to uh, you know, like you know, do do Tommy and the T Rex or something, you know. Ba- basically, what I'm saying is go go check what episodes, what movies we've done as bonus Patreon episodes, and do most mm-hmm. of those as Mystery Science Theater episodes. There's a riff tracks I know for uh, Robo Vampire. I kind of want to check out because that was a really awful movie to watch. That was that was. That was a hard review to do. That that's a terrible, like you know, not this is good promotion it, for Patreon. No, but it wasn't the, a good review. For but us. the bonus, that bonus episode <laughs> that we did for that was terrible because it was so hard to remember because none of it made sense. Yeah, that it was us blubbering our way through trying to like remember just what the hell happened in the stupid movie. Um, yeah. not not a, not a good example uh, of, of a good bonus episode. Do, yeah, start with Time Cop and. <laughs> Maybe skip Robo Vampire and come back to it eventually. After you already like us. Yeah. Well, they're already if they're on Patreon, I assume they've already become a little affectionate towards us. Uh it's we, hard recently, to tell. we recently did I come in peace and Tremors 2 and Starship Troopers 2. Those all turned out fine. <laughs> like go check out those. That's true. Uh, um but yeah. So the other host segment that's kind of a bigger one is the the Hubble. Yes, yes, it's, yes. <laughs> which i do love like all these like hallway shots we get of like mike and the bots like walking down a hallway and talking it's all like what is this show it's not a show of course it's a movie but after you watch the tv show where you're just stuck on one set to be able to see hallways and tom servo's room and whatever crow is in that he's digging his way to earth <laughs> it's cool yeah uh there's a manos reference in this one Mm-hmm. I'm out. Like I'm done. Like, I'm ready to rate that. <laughs> Are you good? Oh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, it's my second favorite sci-fi movie. Why are you done already? What else is there to talk about? Well, we haven't talked about uh, the Hubble segment. I thought you just okay, the ship about- hits the ship hits the <laughs> Hubble. Yes. And Mike Nelson, because he's fully instrument rated in Microsoft's type flight simulator, feels like he can handle this situation, and takes out the. The hands of fate, which is just a little these gloves, these um, mm-hmm. power gloves that he puts on, and he goes to release the Hubble, take it off of the ship, and release it, and then it falls because 
you know, movie science doesn't make sense. <laughs> and there's gravity in the vacuum of space. <laughs> yes. That's okay, a fun fine. Bit. Fine. You want to rate it? Fine. It's a fun It's bit. a 10 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a fun bit. I, I, I don't know what you want from me. Look, I told you this was going to be a weird review, a weird episode, because mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know how to review this as a movie. It's it's odd. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to rate this out of 10 compared to a normal movie. Because I don't really view it as a movie. Yeah, it, it was technically released as a movie. It was in It's theaters. called The Movie. It is, but it's not... <laughs> but it's... It's not... Just you wait till we have to review that serenity movie i don't know Just I, I don't know if we're ever going to do that because that's not what we're doing firefly first so i've seen the show yeah you can't you can't just see what's the conclusion to i see it i see you don't want me to do it i understand i just, I, I, I understand why <laughs> i mean the one i did with connor for serenity was like almost three hours long it was a huge like i was breaking down every scene and I the, know, you were crying a lot. And the genius of every scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I am going to give this at the risk of my own life. <laughs> or whether or not the show continues. <laughs> I, I'm i going to rate this more as an episode of Mystery Science Theater than I am as a movie. That's not fair. Why is that not fair? It's a movie. <laughs> but I I can't compare it to... How do you compare this to The Terminator? Or or, or Predator? Or 2001? Or, you can't. As a film. It, but it's not a film, really. It doesn't have a plot. It says so in the title. It doesn't have a character. Right? It doesn't have... It's not. It's not the same thing. It's a. It's, it's like a different format. It's not even a TV show in a lot of ways. You know, Mystery Science Theater is a unique thing. That's what's, what's so special about it. It's a. That's unique, why it's the greatest television show ever. It's a unique medium that doesn't really fit into the mold of a TV show. It doesn't fit into the mold of a movie. It, it's its own unique beast and genre that it created, and people love it. And that's why it still exists. It's why Rift Tracks exists. It's why a lot of. Um, you know, like internet reviewers in a lot of ways, like got their stick. I think was was through things like Mystery Science Theater. It's got a very special place. But I think there are better, you know, episodes of the show versus this movie. I I think as far as a a, a Mystery Science Theater, you know, subject goes, I'm giving this a seven out of ten. Oh my god, <laughs> you are fired. <laughs> Leave a comment if you want to replace Peter for this show. I'll be in contact. <laughs> Unbelievable. I feel gross. I'm going to shower after. Would you feel better if I gave it an 8.5? Yes. Although I'd still call you a dick. <laughs> I don't know what to this Island Earth, by contrast, is a five, by the way. The movie itself is like a five. Just... I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait till we do our review. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, 
expect an apology at the start of next episode where I have to retract everything I just said because Tara's going to give a very stern talking to probably after we're done recording. Um, but yes, I, I mean, I, seven. just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's good. I had fun, but it's no werewolf. It's no Mitchell. It's it's no um. What episodes have I really liked to that show? Um. Uh, Moon, Moon Two Zero, Moon Base Zero, whatever that one's called. I really like that one. Moon Zero Two. Moon Zero Two. There you go. Uh, or of course, that's one you really like. No one ever brings that one up. I like that one. Uh, I I also of course of course um what should we call it? Up there, Red Brown. <laughs> Space Mutiny. Thank you, Space Mutiny. Of course. Well, maybe I'm even my favorite episode. There's a reason why that one's so, so well known. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, if we're going to list um, episodes that we really like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll say obviously Mitchell and werewolf are probably, I go back and forth on which one I love the most. Werewolf's just so rewatchable, but Mitchell's so good. Um, I obviously I watched them during the sci-fi channel. So I, I kind of lean towards Mike episodes just cause they're the ones I know. I love Prince of space. Um, and the Puma Man. Uh, I really like Hobgoblins. Oddly enough, um, Overdrawn in the Memory Bank is a weird one, but I love it. Time Chasers. Um, Pod People is a classic. Um, I wonder if there's one that I love that people don't love. Probably not. I can't think of any. Okay. Yeah. All right. Monster Go-Go, like, that one's hard to watch, but it is pretty good. Well, um, Killer Shrews. The Hercules movies are fun. Both of them. And the Gamera movies. Well, what that said. Yeah. <laughs> Tara's going to post for the thumbnail, so... Here we go. Three, two, one. Pause. That goes ten. Yep. <laughs> and you have ten fingers to edit there. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm a little tempted to actually just like silhouettes. Oh, that'd be alright too. I thought it'd be funny. But Foxy is the third one. <laughs> she can be the crow. She's the most crow-like head. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me like a get like a photo from behind of Foxy, so I can. Or in the front, she's a silhouette. True, true, that's true. <laughs> but, that's why you're on the show. You're smart. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't try to butter up to me now. It's not going to work. Tara's the best, everyone. Everyone say how good Tara is in the comments. I already know this. I'm the only one who gave this movie a proper rating. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Clearly. Yes. Um, none of my 9.5 running jokes going anywhere anytime soon. It's getting a following. No, it's not. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> I've already been asked to make a shirt that's uh, uh, how do you follow up an 8.5 out of 10 <laughs> I hate it because <laughs> that's how I started the Matrix Reloaded review <laughs> which, which the comments so far have been fairly defensive on might I add so um, I appreciate all your input I, 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 you know, I respect that you find something there to like and you, you want to be more positive on it but you're all dead wrong and I am right deal with it so Moving on. 
uh, <laughs> coming up next episode of the Atomic Cinema Experiment, uh, we are returning to not a franchise per se, because there's, there's only two movies, but we did the first one a while ago. I think it was a vote winner, maybe. A classic. <laughs> From 2013, sure. <laughs> um, so we are doing the sequel now uh, next week, just to make sure we've tied it off in a bow and we've done both movies, and we will be discussing... A first time watch for Tara, which is Pacific Rim Uprising. So, uh. It's not called Pacific Rim 2. No. <sighs> Come uh, on, Guillermo. It's not Guillermo, is it? It's not Guillermo, no. Uh, it was, uh. <laughs> you Steve, know, I like numbers. Stephen Denight. Uh. Oh, I like. I think I like him. I think, yeah, I think he directed it. Uh, and then John Boyega, who's in it, also was like the driving force behind it. He wanted to make it, so that's kind of why it happened. So, uh, if you don't like it next week, you can direct all your complaints at Mr. Boyega. Well, I would, but he never responds to my emails. <laughs> I've tried. Yes, yes. Uh, so, there you go. That's what's happening next time. Uh you can, of course, support everything we do by hitting that like button and subscribe and comment. All those things to help us find more audience members. Uh, as does, of course, rating the audio podcast five stars and giving us a review on the iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Tara, why don't you tell them all about Patreon? Yeah, if you enjoy our reviews, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as little as one dollar per month, you will get access to bonus episodes of the Ace. Uh, you can check out all of our reviews that we've kind of already mentioned and talked about. <laughs> um, plus more. We've done quite a few now. Hmm. And if you donate five dollars per month, you'll get access to these reviews one day early, and some other shows you get a whole week early, and you get to vote on what we watch on the Ace. Thank yep. you. That's the thing. Uh, so yeah, and I'm just trying to think back and how many bonus episodes I gave higher than a seven out of ten. There's not many of them because a lot of them are, you know, on the cheesy or low end of the spectrum. But there's one or two I think that I gave a higher score to. I think I gave Transfer Two a seven, maybe a six point five. I definitely like Time Cop more than. Mr. Science Theater the movie, but I, I don't know if I give it like a higher number. But I have a lot of attachment to Time Cop. I grew up watching Time Cop. That's a. I think I gave that like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of attachment to Time Cop. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, yeah, special. special oh yeah, it is what it is. Classic. Uh, <laughs> you like that word too much. <laughs> You're throwing that word around. <laughs> Um, that's a class. This is a classic. You're a classic. Everyone's a classic. Everyone gets a classic. Is this because you're reaching the classic age? Uh, I don't know why you need to throw age into it. <laughs> you're the one who's reaching. That, 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 one's jokes. Bit, that, that one's a bit of a. I, I give you that one. That one's a bit of a reach. You're not a classic. You're a new summer blockbuster hit. Thank you. I don't even know how complimentary that even is as a statement. But <laughs> I have no idea. It's the oh. first time I've ever heard one, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll follow up at the end of the summer. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, 
So there you go. This this has been the Atomic Serum Experiment. This has been your your weird Mystery Science Theater 3000 the movie. Episode. Happy anniversary, Mystery Science Theater 3000 the movie. Oh, did it just hit something? 25 years. 25 years. Oh. In like April or something. <laughs> We're a little yeah. bit late. Hey. Yeah, the, the Mystery Science Theater as a whole is like, what, 31, 32 now? Something like that? Yeah. I want to say it started in 89. I think that was the uh, that first season that wasn't on Comedy the Central. Yeah, mm-hmm. the weird season where because they, they redid some of those episodes, so they're kind of the non-canon ones. If, if there's such a thing as canon, I've actually never seen. I've seen some like clips of it, but mm. I've never actually watched the KTMA stuff. Mm. I'm not a very good super fan. Believe it or not, it's somehow even lower budget than the rest yeah. of the show. <laughs> I think Tom Servo is made out of like toilet paper rolls. <laughs> there we go. So, in the not too distant future, next Sunday, AD. There was a guy named Joel or Mike. <laughs> Not too different from Not you, or di- me. you or me. You or me. Not enough songs in this one. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird that I'll make that complaint, but yeah, I expected more songs from this crew. Uh, we do get one great song, though. Normal view. Normal view. The music was getting quite <laughs> epic when they said, give us the normal view. That's enough. Was, normal yeah. view. Bad, bad. All right. Thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep uh, watching science fiction and computer at salsa. We've got movie sign. Mm-hmm.